0: want to welcome you to our daily drive time devotions. This is day four in our look together through Romans chapter 13, and we're going to do something a little bit different today. We talked yesterday about the phrase, give everyone what you owe him. That phrase is a phrase that is a reminder of some of the principles or rules of Bible study that help us to study the Bible in a way that doesn't bring out false meanings. This verse brings up the importance of handling the truth of the Bible with wisdom and with care. The truth of the matter is, it is easy to twist the Bible to say what you want it to say. And so it's important to be aware of certain rules. There are so many words in the Bible that you can put this phrase together and that phrase together and sort of make it say what you want. But if you take good stock of these important rules of Bible study, it protects you from doing that. It is amazing to me how people will even throw out rules of common sense in order to try to twist the Bible to say what they want. You can't just ignore all the rules for understanding a language or a book when you pick up the Bible. As you get to know the Word, it is vital to understand a few simple guidelines of Bible study. By knowing these guidelines, you're able to spot anyone who's twisting the truth of the Word, and it also helps you to make sure you're not going astray in your understanding of the Word. In our Foundations study, At Saddleback Church, we talk about seven or eight different rules or principles for Bible studies. We're going to take a look together at four of them today. The most violated rule of Bible study has to do with this verse, this phrase: "Give everyone what you owe him." It's an illustration of how we sometimes violate this rule for Bible study. I'm going to save that most violated rule of Bible study in our day for the last, and mention three others first. And these all have to do with 2 Timothy 2:15. The Bible there says be diligent to present yourself approved to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed, handling accurately the word of truth. How do you handle accurately God's word, the Bible? Let me give you four rules that are important. Rule number one is you understand the Old Testament in light of the New Testament. That's one way to handle God's word accurately. Obviously, God has given us more light in the New Testament, more understanding in the New Testament. So you understand what you read in the Old Testament in light, of the New Testament. The Old Testament can sometimes be a scary place without the light of the New Testament. You might picture it like this. The Old Testament is like a dimly lit room filled with treasures, but the New Testament brings more light into that room. It allows you to see the real beauty of the treasures contained in the Old Testament. For instance, the sacrificial laws in the Old Testament, they can be very confusing. Why would God Want all those sheep and cattle killed? And why all that blood? But as soon as you read in the New Testament about Jesus' sacrifice for us, his blood being spilled for our forgiveness, the light goes on. As soon as you read in Hebrews that his sacrifice is the one-time sacrifice for all and no other sacrifices need to be given, it helps you to understand why God did that in the Old Testament. He was looking forward to what Jesus was one day going to do on the cross. Rule number one, understand the Old Testament in light of the New Testament. Rule number two, you understand unclear passages in the light of clear passages. Now, now people violate this rule all the time. They find one verse in the Bible that they don't understand, and they decide how to interpret it. And then they try to make every other verse in the Bible, it might be hundreds of verses, fit with this unique interpretation. For instance, uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 29 says, Now, if there is no resurrection, what will those do who are, and he uses this phrase, baptized for the dead? We don't know for certain what Paul meant by baptized for the dead. Several possible interpretations center on the fact that Paul is referring to what some people were doing at the time. He's not directing us to do the same. The truth is, though, cults and false teachers will often take a verse such as this and make it seem that the Bible agrees with what they've already been teaching. For instance, they might say, what this verse means is that you should be baptized for your relatives in order to assure them a place in heaven. But to say that, you'd have to set aside many, many, many clear verses about salvation being a decision for everyone that you must make for yourself. Someone else can't make that decision for you. And many clear verses about baptism being a decision that I make after I've committed my life to Christ as a symbol, a picture of what Jesus has done in my life. You let the clear passages about salvation and the clear passages about baptism help you to understand this unclear passage, not vice versa. It's our pride sometimes that wants to discover something new in the Bible that no one's ever discovered before. Listen, if after 2,000 years of studying the Bible, you discover something that somebody's never discovered before, guess what? You're wrong. What you think you've discovered, if somebody hasn't thought of it in 2,000 years, you're just flat wrong realize that you understand clear passages and the power in them. And then you help that, let that bring light to the unclear passages. Rule number three that we're looking at together in this Drive Time Devotion today is you understand words and verses in the light of their context. You don't pull a phrase out of context. You always understand it in the light of the context of what's said around it. For example, Luke twelve nineteen says, Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. Now, does Luke 12, 19 mean that we're to be party animals? We're supposed to eat, drink, and be merry? Well, you might think that until you realize that the next phrase says, for tomorrow you die. You see, if all you read is the eat, drink, and be merry part, you might say, well, the Bible says be party animals. But it's good to know that that's not what it's saying. This is not a commandment. This is a warning. If I just take life easy, if I just sort of ignore my responsibilities, I might face death even tomorrow. So I've got to live for what God's given me to live for today. There are so many words on so many subjects in the Bible. It's easy to take a few out of context to prove just about anything you want. So always go back into the Bible and check the context of something that somebody's teaching. If you hear a new thought, somebody teaching something new and it doesn't quite seem right to you, first thing to do is to check the context. Well, there's a fourth rule that I wanna look at together today, and it involves this phrase, give everyone what you owe him. The fourth rule is you understand personal experience in the light of scripture. You don't understand scripture in the light of your personal experience. This is probably the rule that believers break the most often. We, we tend to understand scripture in the light of personal experience. We make our personal application of scripture into a command for everyone to follow. And an example is this phrase, owe nothing to anyone. Romans 13, 8. You might read that and think, you know, I owe thousands on my credit cards and I need to do something about that. And the application for you is to pay off your debt and to cut up your credit cards. Now that is a good God-honoring application. But then suppose from your experience, you say to others, the Bible teaches here in Romans thirteen eight that every Christian must cut up their credit cards. No, it does not. The words, credit card, are not in the original Greek. It might be that other believers can handle having a credit card without going into debt, paying off their balance each month. The Bible is the truth, and your application of the Bible is a way of living out that truth. Now, you can accurately say, this verse helped me to make some tough decisions. The decision to cut up my credit cards. But it is not handling God's Word accurately to say, the Bible says in Romans 13, 8, that you can't have credit cards. This, by the way, is where we often get legalistic. We take our personal application of Scripture and we try to force it on other people. You understand personal experience in the light of Scripture. You don't let your personal experience become the Scripture, become the Bible. Now, as we've talked about these rules for Bible study today, I'd like to take a minute to pray together for our personal understanding of God's word. And these rules are fairly simple, you can see. And that is because God wants his word to be understandable. As we've walked through Romans together to this point, we've walked through some difficult passages. And some of the things that I read in the Bible, I am going to have to ask God about when I get to heaven. But 99% of what I read, I see that here's something I can act on today. God doesn't want us to overcomplicate his word. He wants us to understand his word so that we can live his word. Let's pray that it'll give us strength to do that. Our Father, we thank you for the Bible. We thank you that you inspired men like Paul to write down your words by the power of your Holy Spirit. And that these words are not only true, they are perfect because they come from your heart. They are your words to us, Father, and we are grateful. And we pray for personal understanding of your word. Most of the verses that we read, we immediately understand. It's just a matter of living them out. Some verses that we read, they take some time to understand. Help us to realize that your word is worth thinking about, pondering. And some verses that we read, we may never understand on this planet, but God, we trust you. We trust you. We trust that your word is true. And we ask that you help us to understand your word in a way that helps us to live out your word to be examples of your word. Father, thank you for the Bible. Thank you for your truth. Help us to be light, living out your truth in the world today. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Well, tomorrow we're gonna end this look at Romans chapter 13 as we look at some incredibly important verses, verses 11 to 14.